The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. Victory Monday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco and the SWBC Studios. The Cowboys get their fifth win of the 2022 campaign, improved to 5-2 and two as they take down the Detroit Lions. 24-6, the final score from AT&T Stadium. Alongside Patrick Nosey-Walker, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans with Chris Beam as always. Gentlemen, it's another Victory Monday, and it's oh so sweet when you can get a home win in the NFL, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. Cowboys are sitting at 5-2, and two, bounce back nicely, especially defensively, coming off of a not a bad game against Philadelphia, but uh, a little bit of a step back as far as the elite play that we've been seeing from them on a week-to-week basis. Uh, absolutely teed off on golf, pun intended, and that helped settle in Dak Prescott <laughs> and the Cowboys offense in the second half. So that was I subtle. absolutely loved. Hey, that was you know, subtle. I, I liked I'm, it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like so it. I absolutely <laughs> loved Nance it. was on the call. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, the, the voice of the Masters. Or I guess not. Yeah, he does do the Masters, doesn't he? He does. He does a lot of CBS different golf. stuff. Yeah, CBS <laughs> golf. You're a big golf guy, Isaiah. Definitely not. Yeah? <laughs> no, uh, they got the dub. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, I personally didn't like how it happened, uh, but I know we'll get into that um, as the show goes on. Ultimately, all, you, all that matters is that you walk away with a W. doesn't matter how ugly, how pretty, how whatever it is. Um, you're, you're one win closer to... You know, actually, you needed that win because because what the rest of the division did. So mm. uh, that was an important win as well. Everybody that played yesterday in the NFC East won. Yep. And the only team that didn't win is already the only undefeated team in the NFL, and they were on a bye week. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, you needed a win to keep pace, uh, and you did so. You were supposed to win this football game. Yes. We said yep. it on Friday. Everybody yep. said it. You needed to win this football game. Sure, the Lions come in with the number three rated offense in the NFL, uh, a top total offense in the league, and they put up some uh, put up some numbers, and they've got some pieces defensively. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> paper v paper, you're supposed to win this football game, yeah. and ultimately you did. Yeah, absolutely. A credit to the to the Detroit Lions, and, and we've said this, you know, each week, and we said this going into this game. You, it's a scrappy bunch yeah. under Dan Campbell. It is a scrappy bunch. And Cowboys fans, you got reminded of it in the first half, particularly with Aiden Hutchinson. Hey, Aiden, I'm sorry. I guess you I, I guess you tuned into Talking Cowboys and heard me say you wouldn't get a sack because he went out and he got, got Way to go, <laughs> freaking A. But you know what I – So what we're here for is bill, bull, bulletin, bulletin board, board material. material. <laughs> um, but – 
Aiden Hutchinson, he won his battles uh, more often than not against Tyler Smith in the pass attack. But then you saw Dan Campbell move Hutchinson over to the opposite side, and then he beat Terrence Steele at, yeah. at least once. Um, but in the run game, both Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele did did perform well. Struggled in the pass game, though, and Aiden Hutchinson was able to, to get those two sacks. But to the Cowboys' credit, be it adjustments or whatever the case may be after the half, you didn't really hear from Aiden Hutchinson over the course of the third and fourth quarter. So the Cowboys came out, and we, we talk a lot about, and we've talked a lot about this when it comes to the Cowboys um, just over the past few seasons. And what's typically been the case is their consistent inability to adapt at the half and come out uh, consistently powerful in the third and then force it over to the fourth quarter. Mm. We've seen them get better with that in the third quarter. We saw it again against Detroit. They really came out and just basically owned the third quarter. But then the question was, can they keep this, you mm. know, the foot to the uh, to the accelerator and the accelerator to the floor in the fourth? Slowed down just a little bit on the back end of the third quarter, but they they picked it right back up. That defense, it, it's it's lights out. Five takeaways. You're talking about two interceptions between Trevon Diggs and, and Jordan Lewis. Uh, you know, three more. We forced fumble and fumble recoveries. And I love how Diggs set the tone with his interception to start the third quarter sure. because they needed it. They were you know six three I believe at the half. Everybody's like, well, what's going on? Defense is like, okay, we got you. So then the question was, okay, Dak, defense got you. They got you this takeaway. What can you do with it? Oh, okay, well, lo and behold, we re- we remembered, the Cowboys remembered that they have Ezekiel Elliott back there, and they use Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard to just ram the ball down Jared Goff's throat, pun intended. Um, <laughs> and they ended up getting the touchdown on that one. The Cowboys' biggest takeaway for me is the Cowboys' offense gained three touchdowns off of three of the five takeaways yep. from the from the uh from the defense. That's how you win games. Yeah. So you mentioned you don't like how it got there. Yeah. I don't think you're alone in that fact. Okay. There, there's a lot of Cowboys Nation that is We almost wrestled yesterday in the studio. You Kyle. and I got uh, we we Uh-oh. got after it a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. yeah. We got after it a little I bit. I put the hat on backwards, like over the top. I was mm-hmm. ready to go. Is it gonna be Greco Roman style? <laughs> yeah, or we're getting, WWE. The and I I understand your your side of things yeah. because you're a player and you want to look at how to improve. Yeah. Just because you you don't win or just because you win the football game doesn't mean you yeah, were perfect. Your work's not done. Your work is not done at all. And if you play like you did yesterday against the Detroit Lions in the future, you're going to lose games. Yes. You're going to lose to good teams. Yes. You didn't lose yesterday because nope. you you played the Lions. But there were good things to take away too. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I'm at. And and you win the football game and you do it in a dominant way. I thought the defense played really well. Really well. Yeah. Yes. Six points, five takeaways. Yes. I know a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, but when do you need to play your best football? In the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. So that's kind of where I'm at too uh with the defense. But I'm I'm interested to see your thoughts on on how you didn't like this win, kind of. Yeah, kinda. I'll put kinda. kinda. I don't want to put words <laughs> words in your mouth by any no, means. No, the kind of I mean so Let's look at this. What do, what do we know that Detroit was going to come out and do after watching the Philadelphia film? Be physical and run the football. Be physical and run the football. How was that working for them in the first half? 
pretty doggone good, would you yeah. say? Decent. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Do- No, it wasn't decent. It was doggone they, good. They didn't they were, find the end zone, though. They, That's my thing. Okay, so put it like this. So, so let's go back to that. Okay, let's go back to that. Now, first of all, let me, let me lay this out there. Uh-huh. The Dallas Cowboys got the W. I'm just going to say that out there, okay? I come from the player standpoint, and the player standpoint is, yes, the things that you do good, you're supposed to do good, and I'm always looking for the things that we can improve upon. That's always my outlook. That's just me as a human being. That's I don't pat myself on the back in life for things that I'm supposed to do. I, I look for the things that I can improve upon. That's me. That's me as a player, human, all that. Let me lay that out there. Okay, now, let's move forward. <laughs> the Detroit Lions came out there and were more physical, especially in the first half, yes? Yes. They okay. got after him. They got after him. Talk okay. about the defense oh. flying in. Flying in there, right? Take it out. I, I was pointing yeah. out to you in the studio how they were shooting at those at the knees of absolutely everybody. Is that everybody. a dirty play? Not Is at that all. dirty? No. Where else can you tackle nowadays? Uh, you can't go high. You can't yeah. go high, right? So, I mean, so that's what you do. So, I relate that to the time when I was playing back in the day in Troy Palomalu and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They all tackle, tackle like that. They run full speed. They shoot all their body weight and their shoulder at your kneecap. You're going to either – move sideways and get hit by somebody else or you're going to get hit by them. One of the two. Unless you're Ezekiel Elliott and you hop over people. Okay, that's 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 how you tackle. So they were more physical on defense. They were more physical on offense. When we go back to the first half and everybody's like, oh, well, the defense balled out. In the second half, when Detroit had to abandon their 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 strategy and their game plan, absolutely. That's what we expect our defense to do. Any team that has to drop back and pass against this defense, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If you have to drop back and throw the ball and rely on your pass to, to win you a ball game, it's probably not going to work out that well against the Dallas Cowboys. No. Because their defensive front and their front seven is just absolutely nasty. It's a last it's a, it's a last resort in terms of an offensive strategy, okay? But they're tight in. I don't know how you don't score on that heck of a play by Micah Parsons. That's why. That's why. Heck of that's a, why you don't. Yeah, I mean, but, you I mean, but your piece. I mean, just as a play, again from the player standpoint, if I'm that close to the end zone, what am I doing with the ball? You're diving. I'm, okay, thank you very much. So, so amazing play by Micah Parsons. Not taking anything away from him. He's the reason why you're in a position to be able to create a turnover on the following play. But from that tight end's perspective, that should have been a touchdown. Sure. I'm just gonna lay it out there. This, he, it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. So, 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 he, he did. He. He didn't know the lion was by. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, regardless of the so lion or not, go. if I have people in pursuit, I'm no, diving I'm not, across no, the end zone. You're not wrong. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying he didn't absolutely. know so, the lion. Really hey, so, quickly so, before we move on, though, yeah. I, I went back and I watched all 22 today. I know you do. Oh, my gosh. that Micah Parsons He's has a made a couple of plays in his career that are just draw-dropping. This might have been my favorite effort. ever. Pure effort. Ever. This is just go back and watch it. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. I'm not saying go buy NFL Plus or whatever. We'll say that on the reads later. Go look at this. Find a way to get it. If it's on Twitter, take it. Micah Parsons is seven yards behind this tight end mm-hmm. and has a guy in between. Mm-hmm. And he catches him within 20 yards. We were talking last week about uh, how many strides Patrick would beat me on at a 40. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, a 40, Micah would destroy a, you. A 40 is it's, <laughs> Micah would destroy anybody. Yeah, that play was yeah. unbelievable. He, he got he's, up to, I think, next gen put it at almost 21 miles per hour. That's crazy. Yeah, he's man. a physical specimen, out. but his relentless, his relentlessness, all right, and his willingness to go and stay in pursuit at all given times. No matter if he's getting cut, no matter if he's on the backside of a play, he's going to continue to pursue. So super kudos to him. Yeah. I mean, he's the reason why this defense is doing what they're doing, right? He's one of the main reasons. So super, super credit to him in terms of going out there and making that play. But in reality, that dude should have scored a touchdown. Sure. But he didn't. But he didn't. So you go on to the next play. What happened on that next play? D-Law did a heck of a job getting vertical and creating mm. some mayhem mm, back there. Up. 
But, but that's not supposed Speak, to happen either. Speaking of inhuman players, yeah. if you go back and watch that All-22, we talked about Micah. Go look at what Tank did. Yeah. Blew up three guys. No, D-Law, D-Law had a heck of a game. In my opinion, that's he his was best game. Like, he was really in my good. opinion, blank. that's his best game. You, really, blank, really good. you, blank, you. Absolutely. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, he, knew, hey, <laughs> he understood the assignment. Yes. He understood the assignment. So, hey, kudos to D-Law on that play. Those two plays, in my opinion, as a player, that's not supposed to happen. Right? Those are errors by the players on Detroit side. Oh, well. Right? They happen. Okay? Oh, mm-hmm. well, they happen. That was the turning of the game because mm-hmm. had those had the first play, the tight end play, would have been a touchdown, Detroit Lions are able to stay in their strategy and stay by running the ball on the ground. Because they didn't go to the second half, now you have a terrible ball by Jared Goff on a play where Trayvon Diggs was actually beat. Yep. He was beat. It's much like the play last year against uh, the, the New York Giants where it was just a, he was beat and it was a bad ball, under, underthrown. He makes an amazing play. It wasn't an interception. If they had, they replayed it because the ball, he trapped it. But still amazing play. Still amazing play to even make it even a speculation of whether or not it was a catch or not. I don't think he was beat as bad as you're intending. He, the, the receiver had the sideline. Reynolds had the sideline, and Goff threw it thinking the sideline would be there. And then Reynolds didn't adjust to the ball well. And Trayvon Diggs tracked that ball well and yeah, turned around no, tra- and made it I'm taking nothing away too. from Trayvon's ability to, to track the ball, make a play on the ball, and make it even mm-hmm. you know questionable whether or not he caught sure. it or not. The, it was a terrible ball by Goff. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I mean, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's be honest here. It was a terrible ball, ball by Goff. It is what it is. Had the ball been where it was supposed to be, that would have been a big play for them offensively. So when I'm watching film, I look at it for the what-ifs. Now, the, the reality is Trayvon made a heck of a play. The reality is Goff threw a bad ball, and you expect Goff to make bad throws from time to time. Correct. So that is the reality, but I'm always looking at it. Had, had those plays turned out the way that they were intended to go based upon what took place, this is a totally different ball game, and I'm not sure that Detroit is in a position where they then now have to drop back and pass the ball and allow those goons for Dallas to come do what they do because I think that they would have stuck with the running game and been efficient like they were efficient by averaging over four and a half yards per, per rush. Well, here, here's my problem. My problem is, <laughs> bottom line is, if ifs were fifths, we'd all Absolutely. be drunk. We'd <laughs> yeah. all be drunk. Yeah. Okay. So I drink water, though. Right, and you make a point that— <laughs> I'd, okay. I'd rather the latter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what goes great with a black rifle? Black, black rifle coffee, yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. <laughs> um, my my thing is this, and you made several valid points. So let me let me kind of pull one yeah. out and and kind of thread it out from there. You mentioned that the Lions were put in a position, or the Lions kind of got away from the yeah. run and put themselves in a position, be it errors or whatever yep. the case may be, where they kind of had to get away from what was working. Correct. Well, that was because the Cowboys forced them to make those mistakes and though and put themselves in that position. Okay. Like they didn't just say, "Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fumble on the no, yard." No, I mean nobody can. Yeah. Right. So it goes back to scheme versus personnel. Who has the better personnel? The Cowboys have the better personnel, and their personnel, be it Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs. Uh, shout out to Sam Williams. We have to mention Sam Williams. He was great. Well. He's a beast. Just a breakout game. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. And it goes back to kind of what Dorrance Armstrong said to me uh, a couple weeks or so ago. He said, everybody on the defense is the him. We saw another him yesterday, <laughs> yeah. Sam Williams, right? This Cowboys defense has kind of lived on Ben don't break, which mm-hmm. I think is what Kyle was going to kind of allude to. Okay. So in allowing, not allowing, but well, allowing because you didn't stop it, and allowing some of those gainers on the ground, Cowboys were basically saying, okay, you can have that, you can have that, you can have that, but show me what you're going to do in the red zone. When it came time to get closer to the red zone, personnel and the, the 
differentiation between mm-hmm. elite personnel and okay versus or bad personnel, okay. that's where it shows up. I think you can agree in the red yeah, zone more than sure. any other part yeah, of the field. Michael Parsons, that play where he chased down the mm-hmm. tight end from back in, that's elite personnel versus okay personnel. Yeah. Because if if it was elite versus elite and elite tight end, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, they would have dove. Even if it was yep. Hawkinson. Right. They, they would have yeah, dove. They would have dove too. Yeah. Right. But they didn't. Yeah. So yep, well. Michael Parsons, there you go. Yep, well, <laughs> yep, exactly. Well. Uh, you get down on the one yard line, yeah. you got to run the ball, and all you got to do is punch it in. Here's the problem. Okay, personnel versus elite personnel in Demarcus Lawrence. Goodbye to you, goodbye yep. to you, goodbye to you. You're okay, goodbye to you. Give me the fumble. I don't disagree. <laughs> so, and then it, it forced Jerry Goff into exactly what we wanted Jerry mm-hmm. Goff to be forced into. Now you have to win the game with your arm. Absolutely. And we don't believe that you can. No. So I believe you're accurate in that the Lions were ended up being one-dimensional in the dimension they didn't want to participate mm-hmm. in, which was the passing game. Yeah. But that was by design for the Cowboys and Dan Quinn. And then they went out and executed it and forced those mental mistakes that led to it being a completely different second half. I think when Trevon Diggs, and that was those are excellent plays, obviously, Michael Parsons stopping mm-hmm. then Demarcus Lawrence. But I have to go back to a play like Trevon Diggs. I have to go back to Sam Williams in the fourth quarter. Those are heartbreaking plays mm. for the Detroit Lions. Absolutely. Uh, and a quarterback in Jared Goff who has shown that once he starts to get down on himself, once he makes one mistake, oh, it snowballs. The compound. Right. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one thread comes yeah, out, and then absolutely. another, and all of a sudden no. the yarn ball is all over the, I don't the floor and, f- and the cats can play. I forgot right. about one play. And What's the one play is a play that didn't take place that we saw from Cooper Rush against the Washington Commanders for the most part, and then it showed back up mm. against Philly. And that was errant throws by Dak Prescott. Okay. And he he admitted it. He admitted it in the postgame interviews. He said, I was overly confident in some of my throws. And they pulled him back. They pulled the, they pulled the reins back. It was in the first half. It was in the first half. Yep. That interception, that was, should have been an interception when he threw it into triple coverage, that would have changed the landscape of the game too. So that's what I think about those three plays mm-hmm. in particular. Had those plays went down the way that most players would have taken advantage of those plays. Right. This is a totally different game. And I don't like the way, had the Lions been enabled to stay with their game plan, I have zero confidence that Dallas, on the defensive side, was able to stop their rushing attack because they didn't. we didn't see it. So that's back-to-back weeks we've seen now where teams were, you could call it bend, but don't break all you want to, but I the reality, the, these guys are running the ball on the ground. I think it was the ultimate bend, but don't break. Because you went all the way down to the half-yard line on that drive specifically. Because that drive was the worst drive defensively of the entire game. It right. was, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'll find it when we come back to, from break. But they play, it was double-digit mm-hmm. yardage. A lot of that, or d- double-digit plays, a lot of that yardage came from the ground. They ran the ball. They went mm-hmm. back to their great game plan. They were physical. They were up front. And they went and all they, the way down the field. They ran a heck of a screenplay. Ran a great sprint screenplay, and then it was flubbed at the end. Yeah. But you also, that's the thing is that's just two phenomenal plays from two of your best Absolutely. players. I don't. That's just, the bend, but you just don't mm, actually break. Right. It went all the way up to the top. I've got I this little coffee right. stick. Mm. You went all the way up to the edge but here. You didn't. And you didn't actually you didn't break. snap. And and going back to Dak Prescott, and you know we'll we'll dive more so here shortly into Dak Prescott's return. Sure. But with Dak, you knew that, and we talked about it before the game. If he sees a particular throw, he's going to pull the trigger. That's something that Cooper Rush may not have done. Now you take the good with the bad. So he do- <laughs> dodged a bullet. Yes, that with was that a- dropped interception. <laughs> that was. But 
It was a bad throw. That was a matrix dodge. But not (laughs) fair. That was full Neo Neo out here. He went full Neo against Mr. (laughs) Mr. Anderson. (laughs) But not long before that, he completes that ball in triple coverage to CeeDee Lamb for the first down, which then gets the face mask swipe yeah. from CeeDee Lamb. So that the, the pass to Lamb showed me and reminded him that, hey, I can make this throw. Yeah. It's on that particular one, it didn't it almost didn't work out. It turned out to be an incompletion. Could have been a, uh, an interception. They they completely changed the game plan after those throws. Completely changed the game plan after those I throws. I can kind of see that. I think oh, it, yeah. I think it more so that was one of the mental turning points for them to say, okay, let's kind of scale back and get back to the run game. But what what was a hint that that was going to potentially happen was the – it wasn't sailed, but his first play from scrimmage was a little high. The Noah Brown. Noah Brown. It was on the back shoulder, Noah Brown. Right. Catchable. Behind him. Right. It's it it a hard, I, tough right. catch. My first catchable. It's anything. first catch. note on my all-22 notepad says, Dak misses his quote-unquote get-comfortable throw. Yeah. Because that's what it was. Yeah. He was wide open over the middle. He had plenty yeah. of green. And he could have just put it on the wrong shoulder. And he put it on the back shoulder. He put it on shoulder. the back shoulder. And, and he I, said he expected the, the tight end to be released out there as well, but the tight end got caught up in traffic. So, But nonetheless, it's that's a ball. It's a bad ball. Those ones don't bother me that much because I expected that rust. I expected that rust. Like those back shoulder throws that should have been on the front shoulder. There were a couple of them. Right, could be tips and over throws got to get those type of scenarios right i expected those because of timing right and they speed of the game and he has to get back adjusted to those things bad decisions in terms of throwing it up there to triple coverage those are and he know he already admitted it i can't do that yeah i can't do that because if that takes place and if that tight end just like any other human being in the world extends the ball across the goal line those are that that game is it's that game's flipped yeah but you know what i did see from deck and and that this makes sure that we're keeping the, the energy, yeah. right? So, yes, Dak had a little bit of a leprechaun on his shoulder last, <laughs> last night. It was a small leprechaun. He came back. Yeah, it, was, no, it, it, it hopped off a Cooper Rush's shoulder and went no, on Dak's shoulder. The one on Dak's shoulder yesterday was just was small because yeah. he had the one yeah. dropped in yeah. that solution. Cooper's <laughs> was almost his height. By the end of it all, Cooper's was, you know, about six yeah. feet tall. Um, but, you know, and we obviously we gave the roses to Cooper Rush and we'll continue yep. to do so for what he was able to do. But all in all, for those that are saying, and this is what bothers me, and you guys aren't saying it, but what I saw on Twitter is Dak had a, a bad game. No, he, he no, didn't no, have a bad no, game. And no. if you go and you look at some of the advanced uh, stats and some of the advanced metrics, he actually had a better game than three of the four Cooper Rush wins, I would say. Because, for example, his air yards, his average air yards last night was just under 11. I think I read it was 10.8 yep. um, yards per per attempt. And, and for those that need just a bit of clarity, it is exactly what it sounds like. When Dak Prescott throws the ball, what's the distance that the ball is in the air before it hits the the target? So that's pre-yak, okay? Um, the most Cooper Rush had throughout his stint with uh, as starter was I think like 8.7 or something like that. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not comparing that. No, I'm, I know I'm you're not. not. Yeah. I, this this is clarity for those that are saying Dak had a bad game. He threw he the ball, he has 76% completion rate. I mean, he just has yeah. a he, I mean, you can't say also a quarterback has a higher pass highest passer pass, rating, passer rating this yeah. season. I mean, I mean, listen, Dak didn't okay. have a game that any of us expected him to have against the worst defense in the league. I don't think any of us did. No. But it doesn't matter because they ran the ball effectively. Right. So that's that's where the benefit was. These guys ran the ball for Average of four point three yards per per game. TP balled out. Zeke balled out. The offensive line got some got some movement up there. They 
Dallas had to really cut back again on their scheme. And I think that was Mike McCarthy. And we'll maybe, maybe we'll talk about this later. Mike McCarthy really came in there. And for the first time that I've physic- I've seen with my own eyes. With your eyes. With my eyes. Okay. In my eyeball. Okay. Told Kellen Moore, no. Mm. For the first time, I, I've, maybe it's happened before. I'm sure it's happened before. But the first time that I have visually seen it, they went, what will happen? They were about to go for it on fourth down. They lined up. He didn't like the look. He said, no. Time out. Field goal. Kick the field goal. You had a chance. Got on you the had, board. I gave you a chance. And the third and ones weren't going so well. Yeah, I gave you a chance, right? <laughs> I didn't like what you were doing. Nah, we're doing it my way. And after that, and it's after some of those Aaron throws by Dak, what did you see with the passes? You didn't see much down the field no more, did you? You didn't see them launches. What did you start seeing? Crossing routes, yeah. short slants, all that stuff underneath, right? They said, hey, hey, let's give him some stuff that he can be confident with. Let's build him up. Let's not start taking shots down the field and, and rolling the dice and, and, and testing out that doggone little leprechaun. But you know what was perfect? <laughs> we, we sat here last week, and how many throws did you and I – we said the same number. How many throws did you and I both say we wanted to see from Dak? No more, give or take, and the Cowboys would win this game. Yeah. 25. 25. That's right there. How, yeah. how many did he throw? Yeah. 25. Cowboys won? Yeah. Gabe won. All right. Yeah. There you go. I, right. I completely agree. <laughs> Places to improve upon is certain. They're, they're there. Yeah, always They've there. got ways to improve. There are always ways always. to improve, like you said. But you can't say Dak Prescott had a bad game. No. That's not the case. No. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah. He only had six incompletions. And we're even getting nitpicky by talking yeah. about the six incompletions. But that's how drops. Cowboys Nation is. That's what we do. That's what we do. So... There's ways for him to improve. There's ways for him to play better. That will come, hopefully, down the line. But when we come back, I want to talk about uh, a little bit more of what you were just talking about. The play calling and the balance of this offense. Did we finally see a blueprint in a good way on how to get this offense going consistently down the stretch? And then in a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit more about that defense and how they were balling out yesterday. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. 
Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. If you're a fan of live music, head to the Star in Frisco on Wednesday, October 26th. That's this Wednesday for a brand new monthly concert series, Sounds of the Star, featuring the spectacular Southern Soul Band, Prophets and Outlaws. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m. and is free and open to the public. For more information, you can go visit thestarinfrisco.com. Come out here. Come to the Star. Come on out. I'll be out there. Come on out, buddy. Go watch a little extra music. I'll go to... You're a music music buff. You like concerts. I love music, man. That's like my go-to... Outside of sports, because I, I love music, but I don't love concerts. See, I love concerts. I love music. Concerts I love new is, music. Is half the fun because mm. you get the energy. You get you get the energy and the, the atmosphere that you don't necessarily. I feel get like most people do too much at concerts from the headphone. What do you mean? Well, what concerts are you they going to? They just do to? too much. I, and, and most of the time, I listen to music without the cursing, so I just can't do the. Uh, yeah, I just can't do it. It's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> I got virgin ears. <laughs> just like do this. Like, yeah, I got, yeah. Every every pro. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. It's just too much. Plug and go. Plug and go. Plug and go. You gotta listen to the same. Fingers. You gotta listen to the same music I listen to because I don't really have a whole. I listen lot to of gospel. Cussing. All right. Okay. And I don't. I, this hip hop. It's not even hip hop anymore. I can't even. I can't. Mm. I saw something from Wiz Khalifa this morning. I was just like, bro, what are you even talking about? I feel like this is a, a bi-week conversation it probably on, is. Whether yeah. not, yeah. on whether or not hip-hop Music is, is still is, hip-hop. No, it's not. It's yeah. trash now. Mm. By the way, the Cowboys yesterday recorded five takeaways in the second half. Woo! Second half. Let that matter. Single. two quarters, they had five takeaways. The last time the Cowboys had five takeaways in a single half, if you're a Cowboys fan, you might know this. Mm. Super Bowl against Buffalo in 1993. Mm, that was, that was the last How time. How old were you, Kyle? 1993, you do not want to know. <laughs> My parents weren't even married yet. Let's say that. I don't. They may not have even met by that You were point. stealing your faja. Mm, yeah, Fajah. maybe. I don't even think I was there yet. Uh, but yeah, back against the, the Buffalo the Bills in Super Bowl in 93. By the way... Uh, the drive that ended with that Williams fumble, our friend Mario did the work for me on Twitter, and he tagged us in it. 12 plays, 79 yards, got him all the way down inside the one-yard line. On Out of those 12 plays, eight of them were rushing attempts mm-hmm. with a long of 20, 55 total yards on the ground, and they had three third-down conversions. Two of them were 13 and of 19 yards. So shout-out to Mario for doing the extra work there and getting that information to us because yeah. that was the drive that was – the ultimate game changer. It was a great mm-hmm. drive for them. Yeah, it could. It, whoever won that drive had a really good shot to Facts. win that football game. Facts. I agree. And the Cowboys won that drive. Yes, they did. Late. Yeah. Yep. Because they they had the great play from Michael Parsons to stop. Uh, D Law. Yeah, to stop at the one yard line, and right. then D Law right after that with the three plays or, or taking on three guys at the goal yep. line to force the fumble. So, really, that was the game changer. But I, I want to go back to the play calling okay. because that was a huge storyline going into it. Were you guys okay with the play calling throughout the ball game? I thought there was a lot left on the table, especially on third downs. Third downs were really tough on a couple of occasions. Mostly, yes. 
but if you go into the micro, there were most certainly instances where I would have preferred to see something different. For example, okay. one of the third and ones uh, where it was Ezekiel Elliott going out to the edge, and I, I tweeted this at the time, my preference is if you're going to make that play, if that's going to be the play call, then that needs to be Tony Pollard in space, not Ezekiel Elliott. And if mm-hmm. it is going to be Ezekiel Elliott taking that handoff, then it needs to be straight up the gut and, and punch them in the mouth and challenge them to stop you there. That's just, for me, it's just a better personnel fit knowing who's better in space. Um, and then we saw another third and one. <laughs> Reverse! Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Cowboys got cute. Cowboys got cute on that. And yeah. it, it, it was a game that we knew would be physical because the Lions would try to out-physical the, the Cowboys. So the Cowboys needed to out-physical the Lions as opposed to trying to pull out finesse after you've seen some of these power runs work with Ezekiel Elliott yeah. and you've seen the tandem <clears throat> uh, between he and Tony Pollard be effective. And then you're like, hey, let's let's get fancy. You don't always have to break out the doilies for for visitors, okay? Sometimes you just need to give them the grilled cheese sandwich and tell them to, to shove it down their throat. So... Those two third and ones over the course of the first half, they helped the Lions gain confidence. Yeah. And they helped the Lions feel like, hey, we can we can walk away with this win. And ultimately, that's what made it more difficult for the Cowboys in the first half. And then it took after halftime for them to really start just slapping the Lions around. And then you start the Lions start to begin to unravel on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, in the first half, particularly those first two third and ones, ah, that, that left, like you said, some meat on the bone. Mm. As my mother would tell my 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 children, her grandchildren is you know I think <laughs> Coach McCarthy spanked Kellen Moore's pow pow. <laughs> the pow pow. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. I think that Kellen Moore was trying to get cute, and, and Kellen Moore was trying to take some shots that Coach McCarthy was uncomfortable with, and I think he spanked his pow pow. I think he got I think he got sent to the to the principal's office a little bit. And I believe that Coach McCarthy really stepped up. Yeah, the ruler, bro. You got the ruler? Yeah. yeah. Pow pow. The ones that make you take your cheeks. You know if what I'm you saying? You know, you know. Yeah, the and ones we're that make our age now. <laughs> so I think that Kellen Moore was like, ah, oh, my guy's back. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's and, and Coach McCarthy was like, nah, Man. chill out. Yeah. Well, they they he gave him an opportunity on the fourth. He down. did. He said, trot him out there. <laughs> and what happened? Let's see what happens. He, said, he stepped forward. He said, and burn nah, I'm burning the timeout. I don't time like out. it. Send out my unit. You want to come to the press conference with me today and ask <laughs> Kellen about it? If he got his pow-pow spanked? I don't know if I would phrase it that way. I would. But that's why I'm not in that room, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, why they, that's why they don't I'm give you that credential. I'll ask him in the hallways. I'm not calling another man delicious, and I'm not asking another man if he, he got, got his pow pow spanked. <laughs> Those two things. Who are you calling not. delicious? Yeah, where where oh, did that come from? That's Cedric's entertainer. <laughs> You know, delicious. Come on, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think it kind of harkens back to what Mike McCarthy uh, said <laughs> after the Week One loss against Tampa Bay, and I think McCarthy has been hell bent on making sure that line is is told in yeah. that. Um, the Cowboys offense needs to be, quote unquote, smarter in certain situations. And I think that's a, a situation where it's fourth and one. And he had already seen Mike McCarthy did had already seen uh, a couple of questionable play calls on third and one. And then yeah. he saw the, the lineup or the setup, the scheme and the personnel. And he was like, you know what? It's not even worth the risk. I'll burn this time out. I'll, I'll eat it. Now, truthfully, you could have just tried to draw him off sides 
Like yeah. sent the call in to Dax Hellman and said, just try to draw up off sides because you're already on the field. And just take the delay game because this five yards isn't going to yeah. make or break this field goal. And you could have kept the timeout. The in your one pocket. thing I thought about that too, but going back and looking at it, they were inside the they were inside the ten, weren't they? Yeah. I mean they, they were, were. So even then it's half the distance. So I don't think a an offsides penalty would have given them the right. first down. So, so I think it was kind of a mood yeah. point there too. But but to, to Isaiah's point, uh McCarthy looked at it and said, you know what? Yeah. We got to be smarter. No thanks. And these are the situations that I was talking about. So yeah, no. Um, so be it some pow pow spankage or <laughs> a simple veto, <laughs> it came down from McCarthy, and, and the Cowboys went ahead and took that field goal, and they got the points. And at that point, it was you know it was needed because the offense just could not punch it in to yep. the end zone at that point. Yeah, they were at the three-yard line, and it was third and two. So even if they get half the distance, it's only a yard and a half. Right. So it would have been fourth and inches right, even so. then so yeah probably not just that it would have saved you the time it would have saved you something yeah yeah, yeah the timeout <laughs> specifically would have been a way it's kind of it. crazy the comparison between these statistics you know i'm not a big stats guy but because it doesn't tell the entire story well that's, it, adds, it adds value to your to your point it's, just, it part is, it is, it's just part of the science yeah, yeah so it matters but you look at it first downs detroit, detroit had 18 dallas had 21 they had six detroit has six rushing uh first downs dallas had eight uh detroit had 11 First downs by passing, Dallas had 10. Dallas had three pen, uh, first downs by penalty. Detroit had one. Third downs, they were both 33% on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is Detroit got to the red zone once. <clears throat> uh, Dallas went there four times and was 75%. Um, you know, you look at their their total yardage was very similar. You got 312 by Detroit, 330 by Dallas. You got passing attempts, 20, in 20, they went 21 for 26. Dallas went 19 for 25. Um, it's, just, it's just crazy. You just look across the board, man. It's statistically, penalties, Lions had 8 for 59. Dallas had 7 for 55. It really comes down to just that turnover margin right there in that second half, right? You start looking at that really the fourth quarter. They had four fumbles. Three of them got lost. Dallas had two fumbles. One of them got lost. Mm. This is the exact reason. That, yeah. the, the reason they defeated the Lions – Takeaway margin and lost time of possession was the reason they lost to the Eagles. Takeaway margin was in the Eagles' favor. Mm-hmm. This is how you win games in the NFL. You take the ball away, but more importantly, you capitalize off of that. That's the biggest thing. You you have to capitalize off of those opportunities. There were missed opportunities for the Cowboys in the Eagles game, just as much as there were missed opportunities for the Lions in this game. Right. Moving forward, do you do you feel? <sighs> That's the best way I can say this. Do you want to break the, the, think the, about with it? With the, yeah, let's come back. Okay. You yeah, want to come please. back to it? Whatever Isaiah is thinking, that's what we're going to tease heading into this final, yeah. final break. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at blackriflecoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, where, by the way, you can head to AT&T Stadium coming up this Saturday, October 29th, and experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys against those Chicago Bears with tours of AT&T Stadium, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and a whole lot more. Visit attstadium.com. Dot com slash rally days for tickets and for more information. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys with Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, Isaiah, you had a question you wanted to pose. We didn't talk about it in the break. Yeah. Do you, do you got <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I got it. I, um, so the game obviously turned right there in the fourth quarter, but I just want I just want to know, Cowboys Nation, and we can talk about it tomorrow when everybody starts calling in, mm-hmm. do you feel like there should have been a greater – Margin of victory being that Dallas undoubtedly has a greater disparity in talent level. Dallas has far more talent offensively and defensively Mm -hmm. than Detroit does. Mm -hmm. Far more tenured coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there should have been – I mean, we call our predictions. I know my prediction was was a greater margin of victory. Mine was 33 or 32 – to thirteen, so what is that? So, so I mean, I mean, 25? this was close. Mine was so I feel like ten. So okay, you were close. Yeah, you were close to everybody. Yeah, so his was seventeen. They won by eighteen. Yeah, I had to, I had them destroying yeah. these guys. Yeah, so I mean, did. I just asked that question because we all said that Dallas was going to win. We all felt like they were going to win by a, a good margin. But do you feel like this is like I don't know? I just feel like you're playing like. Uh, you're 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 in freaking AAU basketball. And you're playing against the rec league, and I just felt like you should have beat them more handily. You know what I mean? So to answer your question, yes, they should have. Um, the reason they didn't was because the offense couldn't get going in the first half. Offense didn't get going into the second half, which was, you know, to complement what the defense was doing with the takeaway, with yeah. five takeaways. Um, so, yes, they, they should have absolutely just walked the dog against the Detroit Lions yesterday. 
Um, that is true, and that goes to your overarching point as far as improvements need to be made. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we're coming out of week seven, still uh, still a lot of football to be played. The improvements need to be made, but there is a lot of time to continue to make those improvements. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is never apologize for a win. No. Because whatever energy you choose to have, and I, I say you, but I'm speaking generally to the listeners as well. Whatever mm-hmm. energy you choose to have about the Cowboys, make sure you keep that energy with <laughs> other teams. Example, the New York Giants, was they were one yard away from losing, losing yep. to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, For those right. that didn't see the end of that game, go watch the end of that game. And Trevor Lawrence almost did it. That felt like Tennessee Rams right. Super Bowl. He almost did it. So here's the thing. <laughs> the, the Giants now, as they sit at 6-1, and one, everybody's like, oh, the Giants are real and Brian Dayball is wonderful. Wonderful. Of their six wins, none of their victories are greater than eight points, and most of their victories are, look at this, six, four, five, eight, three, and one. Go and look at the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They're undefeated, six and oh, but they've only broken the 30-point margin once in their victories, and their victories look almost similar to the Giants. A little bit of a discrepancy there as far as the point differential, but they're not blowing teams out either. So, But you hear the Eagles, they're dominant. They're the best team in the NFC. You hear the Giants, oh, my God, they're 6-1. and one. They're the real deal. But then it comes to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys beat the Lions by a sizable margin. They didn't blow them out, but a sizable margin. Mm-hmm. And we're having the conversation of, was it enough? Was it enough? Well, I think, I think that question impressed. gets posed, though. Don't apologize for the win. No, no, Again, no. if we're going to keep the energy, if we're going to say the Giants are this and the Eagles are this, and we're not saying overlook the improvements that need to be made by the Cowboys and the mistakes that were made that shouldn't have been made and the third and one calls and the drops by Noah Brown and no, a couple of passes think, from Dak Prescott. No, see, I think the question— They handled business in the I think end. the question is posed. I mean, nobody's questioning—nobody's apologizing for the win. You got the dub, no, right? That's number nobody. one. Say you. No, 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 because, no. Yeah, me. Okay, yeah. yeah. There we go. I yeah, can't speak right. for everybody. <laughs> I'm not apologizing my, for the win. I am happy. <laughs> there you I'm go. Pleased. Yeah, there's, there you that, go. I'm pleased There's that Dallas won. Okay. Say, I'm pleased so that Dallas go. Cowboys won. I'm not go. pleased how they won. Right? I, as, as a competitor, I don't think that they that they handled the Detroit Lions the way in which they should have. Mm-hmm. Right? But ultimately, you got the W. So, as a coach, you walk away, okay, yeah, we won, but uh, and it I didn't like close. that. Right? I just, I just shake my hand like, oh, we got the W. We're supposed to win that game, but I don't like how we did it. Right. I don't like how we went about our business. Okay? Fourth quarter, that's how I want us to go about our business, but that's not the game plan they came in with. We got some things we got to tidy up. Okay? Fair. That's my outlook that's on true. it. That's true. However... I lost my dog on train of thought. The Dallas, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Randall's I can get there. you back, I think, because you go back to last year. Oh, that's what I said. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Last year, Boom. the offense, we're top of the league. Yep. What do we lose? I uh, mean, offensively, offensively. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, yeah, you yeah, lost Cooper, but you have CD Lamb. And Cedric Wilson. Okay, Cedric Wilson's returning kicks. Well, that's. Because yeah. the Dolphins just aren't using him. That's not because. But I'm, he's but I'm saying, like, what did faltering. you, what did you lose that impact that's going to impact to you take the way? you from first yes. to bottom five? Yes. Yeah. So that's why I think the expectation because you didn't lose anything. You lost. You lost Coop. Yeah, you lost a lot in Coop. I, I, yeah. I don't agree with that loss, but you lost a lot in Coop. <laughs> but everybody has. Everybody has a CD. They have a CD, right? They have a CD. Yeah. Okay. So if you're saying that CD is your guy and he's your replacement for Coop, well, he's a re- has a CD. Some have an yeah. track. The, the front office <laughs> says the CD is our guy and yeah. that we don't need Coop. Hasn't shown up yet. Hasn't shown yeah. up yet in yep. that regard, right? So. That's why I think people are asking, at least why I'm asking the question, how do you go from the top of the league to the bottom of the league offensively and you didn't lose a whole lot? Well, I'll say this. I think if Dak Prescott, do, I think if Dak Prescott doesn't get injured in week one, by now you're looking at a more okay. prolific that's, offense. That's fair. That, fair that's what fair. I'm saying. I can see that. Yeah. I can certainly see that. All right, time now for helmet stickers. We do it every time the Cowboys get a win. This is the fifth time this season that we've got helmet stickers. 
And it's the first time we're doing it without our guy, Rob P. Phillips, which is I'm unfortunate. To, I'm to represent him well. You're going to represent seat. Rob well. Isaiah, who you got? These are helmet stickers, our players of the game for the win over the Lions. You see this little gentleman right here? Riding his bicycle, okay? His bicycle's nice, too, and big mm. wheels on it, okay? You see that backpack right there? Backpack, backpack. Okay, y'all see it right there? <laughs> this right here is Demarcus Lawrence. D-Law got on his bike and said, hey, fellas, hop in my backpack. I'm going to carry you guys to a victory. He made a heck of a stop right there on the goal line. Had it not been for that, I think this is a totally different game. So, D-Law, way to play, big dog. Mm, I like it. I like it. Very nicely done. D-Law on the sticker. Uh, no, I'll let you go next. All right. I like yours next. I'm going to go with rookie second-round pick Sam Williams. Sam Williams. Sam, I'm going to give you a pair. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to get – you know why I'm going to give you a pair, Sam? Why I'm going to give you a pair? Because yesterday – you gave the Cowboys a pair of sacks. You gave the Cowboys a multi-sack game. Mm. And you had the hat trick with the strip fumble, the strip sack fumble. Uh, Sam Williams just absolutely balled out yesterday. So he gets the pair because he gave the Cowboys a pair. And very fun stat here. Sam Williams, and I tweeted this out yesterday, only the fourth Cowboys rookie since 1982 to record two sacks and a forced fumble in the game. Here are the other three. Mm. Michael Parsons. Victor Butler, go look him up if you don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's my dude. And Demarcus Ware. How's that for company? Those are pretty good names yeah. to be How's with. How's that for company? So, a pair for the pair of Sam Williams. I like it. So, you guys both picked defensive players. Mm. This was a defensive football game. Mm. You picked Demarcus Lawrence. You picked Sam Williams. Sam Williams is in company with Micah Parsons in one of those areas. That's why I'm going to go with Micah Parsons because he showed like it's not it. just that one's company. He continues to play well. And I picked out this little apple. It's a realistic apple. You know why? It's like snowflake. Apples fall from trees, right? Mm -hmm. They fall from trees. And that's kind of what it looked like whenever you're looking at the All-22 and Micah Parsons is falling off of the tree. <laughs> He's falling with the gravity to catch right at the mm. end zone. Bring him right down. Mm. I like it because like it. how about that? It came in and the apple bonked right on the head, <laughs> stopped him at the one-yard line, Bonk, and then you turn around and Michael Parsons is my helmet The trifecta today. here. I like it. All defensive players. It was a defensive football it game. Was. It was. Well earned. And there, there were some offensive players that probably could earn that, but they didn't. I think it's – I think it's Maybe next week. Not today, but it's time to drop the nicknames. Maybe we do that. Start this getting week. into there. Maybe we do that this week. Maybe we do. There's a whole week of preparation to be had heading into that matchup with the Chicago Bears. It's a string of NFC North matchups. One down, three to go in that division to try and run the table. But that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys today, presented by our friends over at Black Rifle Coffee Company. Hope you had some fun with us. We'll be back tomorrow to take your phone calls, 888-855-2297. We're going to talk to Cowboys Nation all day tomorrow. Make Get an extra couple calls in there. Why not? But for Patrick Nosey Walker, for Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for joining us on Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?